This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Matt Bolin and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. For those of you that didn't get a chance uh, that we're not here on Sunday, I encourage you. Um, Sunday was a kind of will tie in tonight's message a little bit. It just kind of talked about how Jesus understands us because he was human. And so tonight, I'm going to talk a little bit more. Tonight's title is this, is that Jesus is still the God of miracles. Jesus is still the God of miracles. And so tonight, there's going to be some incredible freedom. There's going to be some breakthrough tonight. There's going to be some things that have happened that you've been believing for for years. For five months, pastor's been building you up with faith. Five months. He started this back in January. Remember when we had the gas leak out front? We didn't have service in here. Many of us remember we had to have service over there, and we were in here, and it was really cold. That's when this started. Pastor, for five months, has been building you up with faith. God spoke to me today, and he said, for five months, I've built my children up with faith. Tonight is going to be the culmination of it. It's going to explode tonight, and we're going to receive some things that you've been believing for. Healings, miraculous healings, miracles, freedom, breakthroughs, all those things are going to happen tonight. We're going to happen tonight. So, and that quick, you're going to be filled up with faith. And trust me, because God has already spoken to me, and I can tell you this, for those of you that see in the spirit realm, angels are rocking this place out right now. They are all over the place because there's some amazing things that are going to happen. And so we're believing what God's going to do. And so I just encourage you, receive tonight what God has got. Um, I'll share some things at the very end. But uh, if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And we're going to continue on with this. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Matt. I'm the associate pastor here. And so, uh, and I'm really excited what, what God is going to do tonight. So it's going to be amazing. So let's go ahead and uh, pray and we'll get going. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this night. I thank you for this day and the opportunity to worship you and honor you. Father, I pray for your, your, your blessing upon tonight. Father, I thank you. Your hand is upon us. And Lord, your sons and daughters are here. Father, they are your children, and Lord, you are ready to move in their lives to show how amazing and true you are. So, Father, I thank you that their faith is built, Lord, that they're expecting, they're ready to receive, and tonight is going to be the night. So, Lord, I pray you help me to speak this message with simplicity and clarity, Father, giving me illustrations, points to drive home to help us to receive it tonight. And so, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the prayer team as they pray tonight. They will work in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And Father, I thank you that you are here in this place to meet with us. And Lord, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. John 14, 1 says this. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. This is Jesus speaking. These are red letters if you've got that type of Bible. This is Jesus speaking right there. And he's very simply saying this. Trust in God. Don't let your hearts be troubled. How many have ever had struggles in their lives? How many have stress? How many have dealt with those things in our life? I know I do those things all the time. Stress is the anti of faith. So I want you to understand that if you're dealing with a lot of stress today, that means we've got to build our faith back up. and We've got to trust God that something incredible is going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen. So John 14.1 says this once again, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me also. So as we continue with that, um, let's go to John 14. Let's turn to the page. If you have to turn the page, we're going to go to verse 12. It says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me 
will do what I have been doing. Now understand this. I want you to catch this right here because this is Jesus speaking. Listen to what he's saying. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me, who has faith in God, who trusts God, who puts complete control in God, that puts their reliance on God, not on themselves, but in God. If you trust in God, he says this. He, who's he talking about? He will do. He's talking about you and I. You and I will do greater things than these because I am going to the Father. What he's talking about is Jesus is saying, listen, there are incredible things that are happening in this world. When you read throughout the the first three, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you read all these incredible testimonies, these these stories that Jesus did. When he fed 5,000 with just a small lunch, a kid's lunch, he fed 5,000 men, which when you go back and study that, there were 5,000 men, which meant if they had, if it was in today's world, which is 3.2, to make a full family, so you've got a husband, a wife, and a kid, 15,000 people were fed, were fed with a simple, small kid's meal. That's the amazing things that God's talking about right here. But he says this, he You and I, you and I will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, verse 13, and I will do, and I will do. Catch that part. He's talking about you and I, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father, verse 14, you may ask me for anything in my name. And I will do it. Anything in my name. What does that mean? Does that mean that God's not going to heal? Yes, that means God's going to heal. But what about this? What if I haven't done so well this week? What if I screwed up this week? What if I made mistakes? Is God still going to do it? Well, it didn't say anything about you messing up that he's not going to answer it. All I read right there was this. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I will do it. No questions asked. That means he says, I will do it. I receive those things. Listen to the message version. It says, the person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus, the son of God is telling you, listen, you and I are going to do greater things than Jesus ever did. You and I are going to do that because I am on my way to the father and giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. So you got to ask yourself a question. What he's saying right there is if you line up with the word of God, if you're doing, what, what are these prayers you're asking for? Are you asking to be healed? If you're asking to be healed, why are you asking to be healed? I'm asking to be healed so that I can testify to the glory of God, that God is the healer still today that he was yesterday. He's still the same God that was back when Jesus was there, that brought people back from the dead, that healed blind men that had never seen before, that healed the leper, that healed the man who was the lame man who was sitting next to the water trying to find healing. All he needed was to get in the water. That was his answer. That was his answer. But Jesus came and said, hold up. Let me show you a new answer. Let me show you something else that you've never seen before. But if you will trust me, if you'll believe in me, then I will show you the glory of God. The glory of God. And then he finishes right here. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. What he's talking about is this, that you, through the answered prayer that you've been believing for, will show the glory of God. When they look at you and say, but you used to be this way. And you say, I know. But thank the Lord that he forgave me and he's healed me. And now look where I'm at today. 
you receive those things, that God does that, and it's a continued growth in that area. And it comes down to this, the very last thing, whatever you request in this way, I'll do it. I'll do it. So you ask yourself the question, what am I praying? What am I believing for? What are those things in my life that I need to happen? God is saying, if you have the right heart, why are you believing for a raise at your work? Why? Because I want to be able to bless the church more. Because I want to be able to bless the kingdom of God. I guarantee you with that right heart and that right motive, God will continue to open doors for you. God will open doors. Now, he may not give you a million-dollar check and say, here you go, go have fun. But that may be a 30-cent raise. That may be an extra hour at work where you can get overtime. That may be this thing. That may be that. Whatever that is, God is opening doors for you if you'll simply fall in love with God, trust God, and rely on him. He'll continue to lead that. He'll continue to build us up with faith. Now, I want you to understand this. Remember what it said back in verse 12? Jesus said that we'll do greater things than he ever did. Listen to what it says in John 21, 25. John 21, 25, and for time's sake, I'm not going to necessarily turn to the Bible because I want to get to the point where I want you guys to come up for prayer. So I'm going to go through these very quickly. If you have time, mark them down on your notes so that you can go back and read them. They are also going to be up here on the screen, so make sure you follow through. But John 21, 25 says this. It says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that not even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now, you're talking about God right there. He's saying this. He's saying, if we wrote down everything that Jesus ever did, if we did all that, there wouldn't be books enough in this world to hold what he had done. And then we go back to verse 12. What did it say? It said that you and I are going to do greater things than that. You know, for years, I used to have this small faith. I used to look at people, and I would look like Billy Graham. And I would say, well, that's a great man of God. I'd look at King David. I'd say, that's a great man of God. I would look at all these different people and I'd say, yeah, but they're great men of God. I'm just Matt. That's all I am. I'm just Matt. And I remember one of my good friends, I was sitting there and I was, I remember specifically, I was sitting just down like this and I was sitting on the edge of the stage at the Men of Iron and I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, God is so amazing. God is so amazing. And I was just sitting there and he came up and he stood right in front of me and he looked at me and he started to share this thoughts and he said, listen. He said, your faith is built on God, not what other men have done. And he continued to tell me, he said, you have to understand it's God who moved through those men. It was not God picking those men and saying they're special, but it was those men chose to allow God to move through them. And he said, there is no difference from you and Billy Graham and King David and Elijah and Jeremiah and Joshua and he went through and named all the people that I had ever thought in my mind that I'm not, I'm not good enough to be like him. I am not good enough to be like them. And he finished saying all these things, and I got done, and I'm crying, and I hugged him, and I said, thank you so much, thank you, this is what I needed. And he said, that wasn't for me, that was the angel that was standing right behind you that told me to say everything to you. And I look at that, and I realized something at that point. Those men were great men, not because of who they were, but because of who they were in God. That's what it comes back down to. Who we are in God is what it comes down to in our lives. There's an old English Proverbs that says this. It says, fear knocked on the door and faith answered it and no one was there. Fear knocked at the door, faith answered it, and no one was there. 
What we sang tonight, what we talked about tonight, all is building our faith. Building our faith for amazing things. Freedom from things that we've held on to for years. One of the thoughts that have been rolling around in me since I started speaking was this, is that there's some people in here, and I understand this, it's not just one person, there's people. That there are things that have happened to you when you were a child. Things that were out of your control, but when you were a child, you allowed something to convince you that it was your fault. But God is telling you tonight, he said, we're going to take back, because what you've done is you've created this room And you've taken the carpet and this mess that was there, you pulled the carpet over so that nobody could ever see that thing again. That nobody would ever know about those things, yet God has always known about it and has just waited for the right moment to heal you, to uncover, to take those things that people did to you, to walk you through a supernatural healing, and that tonight you're going to walk away free. But it's a step of faith that you're going to take. You're going to open your mouth and you're going to speak and say, I need this. And all of a sudden, God's going to give the direction to the prayer team. They're going to know exactly what to pray for. And you're going to be walking away free tonight. You're never going to have to look back. And you're never going to have to worry about what people think of you because of what someone else did to you. Because it wasn't your fault. We have a God that heals and he's here to heal tonight. You're going to walk away with freedom tonight. Hold on to that. I want you to take that. And like my kids, when they have a question, they hold it. I want you to take it. I want you to hold on to that. Because at the end of service tonight, you're going to come and you're going to walk away free. You're going to walk away from this place like this big thing has just jumped off your back. Because literally, the demon that has tried to put you down because of what someone else did is jumping off your back. And you're walking away free tonight. You're walking away with freedom. And I believe what God is going to do. So, let's get back to this because I want to keep going. Matthew 17, 20 says this. It says, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if You have faith as small as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing, nothing, nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. So you tell me the difference between you and Billy Graham? This. What do you believe God for? Billy Graham's a great man. He's a great man because he believed God. He took a gift that God gave him and did incredible things. I look at Joyce Meyer. When you hear Joyce Meyer's testimony and what she went through, she was beat down. She was distressed. She was beat up. She was just torn up. But God walked her through a supernatural amount of healing and changed her life forever. And today, she's changing lives forever because she's walking people through freedom in those areas. Understand, faith is a choice that we have. If you're taking notes tonight, number one is this, faith is a choice. Hebrews 11.1 says this, it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You know, I think a lot of times we live by faith by what we see. Well, this is what I see in front of me. I don't have a job right now. How can I believe for a job? Because I serve a God who doesn't live in the natural, he lives in the supernatural. So therefore, I need to get my faith over in the supernatural and believe God for that. And that's what it comes back down to in this. If you're believing something for your family, if you're believing something for your your body, your children, we serve a supernatural God who goes on our behalf to fight those battles for us. 
It's about trust and it's about reliance on what God is doing. Stress is always the sign of an anti-faith moment. We can change that moment to a God moment and we have remember simply who God is because of all that he can do. Hebrews 11.1, 1, once again, now faith is the confidence of what we hope for, not what we see. Not what we see. When we have faith, you have basically two options. One, you can accept what is in front of you as reality. Or two, you believe and trust God that he's something bigger and better for you in front of you. That there's something beyond that wall, that there's something beyond that mountain. And you watch God part the Red Sea and let you walk through on dry ground. That's the God that we serve. Faith is a choice. You can either be led by faith or your feelings. Number two is this. Through faith, all things are possible. Through faith, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Once again, what does all mean? It's everything. There's nothing that is not included in that all. But what about this? But what about that? But what? No, no, no. He said all. All things are possible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. Luke 137 says, for no word from God will ever fail. That's another one of those you take and you hold on to. With God, all things are possible. But he also said this, for no word from God will ever fail. From no word from God will ever fail. There are two scriptures that simply tell us the same thing. And it's the truth that we have to get a hold of. When we don't allow the statement to marinate within us, we allow simple little world thoughts, worldly actions to destroy everything that we believe for. You know what the, one of the worldliest words that we say is? But. 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 I'm not sure if this is going to happen. But. What about this? But. No, no, no. That's not God. God doesn't live in the but. God lives before the but. God lives in the statement before the but. And that's what it comes back down to is we've got to trust in what God is doing. We've got to believe in those things. God's word will never fail. God's word will never fail. Trust in that. Do you really believe that? Do you really hold on to that? All people throughout the Bible took a stand on the word of God. You talk about anybody in the Bible. King David, he took a stand on the word of God. Samuel took a stand on the word of God. Abraham took a stand on the word of God. He stood and said, I believe more of this than I do your word. The enemy has continued to build our minds full of things that are not true. God is speaking truth into us right now. And that faith for the last five months has built you up. Built you up. Built you up because God is going to do something. Very simple. Everything that happened in the Bible, there is absolutely no reason that it cannot happen in your life. Absolutely no reason that it can happen in your life. But, you know, my life has not been like those. Let me tell you about King David. He was an adulterer, murderer, and God called him a friend of God. Abraham tried to kill his son because he thought that's what God wanted him to do. Not only that, he believed his wife when his wife said, here, I can't have kids. Go sleep with my maid. Okay, I guess. I'm sure that was a big fight he put up. But you know, those are things that we go through. We understand these men were not perfect. I always think about this. One of Jesus' greatest ancestors was a prostitute. You're telling me that God can't move through you? 
God can move through anyone. Believe, trust, and rely. Simply, it's about taking a step of trust with God. Number three is this. You take your steps with God. Take steps of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place where he later received as in his inheritance. Understand this. He was called to go to a place that he had never been because God told him, if you will go there, you'll receive what I have for you. Obeyed and went, even though, even though he did not know where he was going. That's where a lot of us are at tonight. Tonight, you're going to take that step. You're going to go to a place you've never been before because there are things that you've held on to since you were a child. You don't remember anything else other than that. But tonight, you're going to be set free. God's going to open up the door. You're going to be changed. People are going to look at you and say, I don't know what happened to you tonight, last night, but you're different. You're different. I don't know what's, you're just different. You're different. And you're going to look and say, that's the glory of God. That's the glory of God that you see on me. That is God that moved through me, that opened doors that I didn't see, I didn't know. But you know what? I'm functioning in a place I've never been before. I've never, but you know what? I took a step. I started with one step. I got out of my aisle. When God was working on my heart, from the moment I walked in, I knew something was different about tonight. I knew something was different, and I just, I, I kept fighting it. I kept fighting it. And at the very end, when we had the team come up and they prayed, I just felt like I had to go. I got up there and I said one word and God supernaturally healed me. That's the God that we serve. We have an amazing God that wants to do something incredible and he's gonna take you to a place you've never been before. Abraham simply took steps because he had a full trust in God. In Joshua 10, Joshua took a step of faith when he said, God, I want that son to stand still. I want that son to stand still. You're going, man, that's a lot of faith. You know what? We serve a big God that controls the son that said, you want the son to stand still? Here you go. He knew if he didn't make the sun stand still, he couldn't make it. He would not win the battle unless that sun stood still so that they could defeat the army. Some of you tonight have needed the sun to stand still tonight because you cannot make it another day with the same things going on again and again and again. King David, as a small boy, took five stones, put them in a sling, and said, God, I serve you wholeheartedly. I've beaten a lion, I've beaten a bear, and I'm gonna beat this giant. He took that and he slung that thing around and with one amazing throw, he let it go and God directed it where it would hit perfectly and take him out. It had nothing to do with other than David knew that God would do something and that's what it came back down to. David is no better than you and I. He was not hand-select. He was not anything else other than just a man who served God wholeheartedly and that's what you're doing tonight because there's a lot of people that could be here on a Wednesday night but they're not. But you are because God has something incredible for you tonight and this is what it comes back down to. The trust that King David had, that Abraham had, that Joshua had, that Samuel had, that Elijah had, that all these men that you read throughout the Bible, that's the same faith that we have today. God is ready to do something incredible. You are primed. You are ready to receive an amazing miracle tonight. You've got to jump a hold of that. You've got to take that. You've got to grab those things and say, that's mine. That is mine tonight, and I believe what's going to happen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.